Hey, my name is Rachel, and you're listening to Maker Style, a creative lifestyle podcast where we talk about blogging, small business, and of course, lots and lots of sewing. Listening to Maker Style is like sitting down for a coffee and chat with your BFFs who are just as passionate about making things as you are. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Maker Style podcast. My name is Rachel, and I am so stinking excited today to talk to you guys, not only because it's another awesome day where I get to share a great interview with you, but because it just so happens to be the 50th episode of the pod. Thank you guys for listening to all these episodes over the years. It fills my heart with joy um, every single week that I get to sit here and chat with you guys. We're going to talk about this week's episode in just a minute. I have a few housekeeping notes right off the top um, that I wanted to dive into. The first, number one, um, this is the 50th show and I've been thinking a lot about ways that I can make podcasting easier. I know if you've been listening for a long time and following me on Instagram, the conversations that we've been having there. It's a huge topic of discussion for me right now as I find ways to fine-tune and make this whole endeavor faster and easier so I can put out more consistent content for you guys because I like making the show. I just, uh, sometimes it takes more time than I think it does. So you'll notice that this week's promo image and probably all of the promo images to come are not going to be those little fabric pictures that I've done ever since the beginning. And instead, I'm going to start doing some graphics with guest photos instead, just because it makes it a little bit easier and removes that whole step of, for me, having to get home from work in time where there's still light to take the pictures and edit them and all that stuff. This is just faster and easier. Um, so that's my plan as of right now. Let me know what you guys think. And if you have any ideas on uh, graphics that you'd like to see or different promo ideas that you guys have uh, for those posts, I would love to hear because I've been thinking a lot lately about different ways that I can use my guests' photos um, to really help share them and share the episode. Secondly, I know that with episode 50 coming around, um, it's probably a reasonably good time to reflect on all of the past episodes of the show, and I know that not all of them are able to be accessed right now. I've been having some problems with my RSS player, um, and I plan to look into it, and I know I've been getting your messages on Instagram. I really wish there was a magic button to fix it. I have to dig in deeper to it, but I move in uh, like 10 days. And I'm surrounded in like an avalanche of boxes. Um, so it's not going to happen for the next couple of weeks. But do know, guys, that I, I know it's broken. I plan to fix it. For now, please enjoy uh, these new episodes and know that eventually I will fix the back catalog. I appreciate your patience. All right, that's it for the episodes off the top of the show. Let's dive into this week's guest. We're going to be talking to the lovely and super sweet Tori from the Doing Things blog, all about the hashtag so ready to wear, about how she gets inspiration for her amazing makes, and different ways that she stays true to her style, and also the way that she likes to sew. This is a really great episode talking about how to cultivate a sewing practice that makes you feel joyful and also fills your closet with things that really inspire you and make you excited to wear them. If you're someone who's thinking a lot about sewing for fall in the Northern Hemisphere, because we're quickly approaching the end of August, I moved September 1st and it's all I can think about. Um... But falls on the horizon, guys. Summer's slipping away. And if you're thinking about the seasons to come and probably not moving and instead sewing fall clothes, um, I think you'll really enjoy the discussion that we had about 
uh, curating your Pinterest boards and your inspiration to come up with something that's really true to your own style. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode. I know that you guys are really going to love Tori and she's got lots of great insights to share. Hey Tori, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am so good. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I am really good. Um, Before we dive in, do you mind just telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Tori. I I have the blog, the Doing Things blog. Um, And it kind of started out that I was, I didn't really know what I was doing at the beginning of the blog. If if you go (laughs) way back, it's like cooking recipes and stuff like that. And it fizzled out because I only have so many of those. (laughs) And then I kind of just started doing sewing instead. And it's kind of just evolved into a sewing blog. And I actually changed my uh, like about page the other day because I was like, well, now it's not so much about like me and my family Mm -hmm. anymore. And it's like more just me. So that was an exciting thing to change. That's an exciting step. I've been meaning to change my about page for a while. I think mine still says I'm like 21. I'm not 21 anymore. Um, But it just goes to show I have not touched that page in a very long time. And it's it's weird to see like, you're like, wow, that that is not reflective of what's going on here at all anymore. And it's kind of a big step to, you know, refocus and change that direction. Uh Yeah. So I tried making it not too long winded, but wanted (laughs) to give people a little more in depth. So maybe through this episode they might learn a little bit more that I didn't get to write in my bio so hey well speaking of learning a little bit more um you said your blog started out as cooking and then kind of transitioned to sewing I have two questions about that was your blog always called the doing things blog and uh what made you transition into sewing um so I was going to college um and it was my last semester um and I had to make a blog and so I made the doing things blog um, because my, That's awesome. my husband and I, we just like staying busy and doing things. And so mm-hmm. um, he was starting to get into a lot more software engineering, like learning that. Um, and I was kind of getting more into sewing, but I was kind of scared, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. um, so I decided, well, I'll just do cooking because his mom is actually a photographer and we've we have like a good camera. So I was like, well, I'll just take pictures of food that we're making and then I can practice photography and kind of just Mm -hmm. procrastinate (laughs) because I was scared to do that. So so that's kind of why it's the doing things blog is because we just like doing things. Um, And I just never got around to changing it. And I feel like it's a little, uh, a little late to change it. But yeah, it's established. Yeah. And it's it, not really that bad of a name, I guess. It's just kind of weird. But <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I don't know. I kind of think it's cool. So good. No, I, I'm glad. Um, <laughs> I loved hearing, though, that you uh, you started your blog like in college as a college project, because yeah. I think if I remember correctly, like the first six posts I ever did on Maker Style before the blog was even called Maker Style project. Um, <laughs> so I, I remembered that kind of thing and it's kind of cool that we have that shared story of how we started yeah um what's funny is I started it with like um for the class we had to do like we had to have six um oh my god my class too you had to have six yeah we have the six posts that's so funny so 
when I was doing them, I didn't want to like have to make a brand new sewing project. So I basically decided to do the cooking instead. Um, it was a lot easier and I could just, you're already making dinner. Yeah, exactly. And other people were kind of doing like weird blogs where they just like write something and then just like post it. And so I was like, well, at least I'm trying and I'm adding pictures and like putting an effort into this. And so after it was done, I kind of was like, okay, well now I don't have to do this for credit and I can like put a lot more time and effort into it without feeling pressure from anyone else. So yeah, take it in the direction that you want to take it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our professor had specified that we had to write, it was for like a media course and we had to write about like the media and do blog posts about that. And I was like, oh man, like I don't really want to write general yeah. posts on the media. Like I'm not like super inspired by this. So yeah. I like talked about sewing and craft media and I did like one of the posts. I don't, I don't know if it's live anymore, but it was about like Twitch, like that, like video game streaming oh, website. Yeah. They were offering like a Twitch creative where like people that were doing crafts and like DIYs could start streaming on their platform. Oh, I cool. talked about that and like just random stuff yeah. um, had a post about Calabra so that that's kind of interesting it's funny how these things start yes exactly now one of the things that you've been doing on the blog lately that I've or I guess on Instagram too that I've been super interested in is the hashtag that you've been talking about called so ready to wear can you talk to me a little bit about that yeah so my like the things that I sew are usually inspired by things on Pinterest if if you even go way further back like a lot of people are inspired by things on pinterest but you never end up seeing what their inspiration is i think mm-hmm. for the most part um, and so i decided to just kind of um give it a go and see what people thought like when i compared my two my, like my inspiration with the thing that i made and so i think my very first one i did was my perkins shirt and that was like the end of mm-hmm. last year um, and so I posted, and I even kind of posed as this, like the same way as the girl. And I tried to find a background that was the same and things like that. And it really, like, people thought it was cool. And so I tried it again, mm-hmm. and everybody liked it again. And so I was like, oh, well, maybe this is kind of a thing, you know? And so, yeah. Working. And so um, Heidi from uh, Handmade Frenzy, she. Mm-hmm like she really liked doing it I know Terry Dodds has done it a lot too and so it's kind of just been something we've all been doing but I decided to get together with Heidi and she helped me come up with the hashtag Uh, Mm -hmm. and so now that there's a hashtag we kind of can group things together and other people can see like what your inspiration is so that's kind of we just wanted a way for it to be together in one place you know my hashtag was kind of the best way to do things, I thought, at least. Yeah. Well, that makes that makes sense. It's it's a super accessible way for people on Instagram to to go find out more. Yeah. Um, the thing that I love about this so much is because it's like I said, it's super true to the way that I usually approach sewing. And right. I was kind of curious when you're scrolling Pinterest and you see something that you like. Do you typically try and find a pattern that matches that exactly? Or do you do a lot of hacking to get you there? Kind of what's your approach when you see something that you like and are now working to recreate it? Uh, The way that I do it is usually if I see something, I can kind of think of a pattern right off the bat. Um, But if not, I'll still save it and come back to it later. Um, 
the dress that I just made recently, the Shelby dress by True Bias, um, that one, I remember asking followers last year, and I'm like, do you know a pattern close to this dress? And there wasn't really a pattern close to it at all. So I was like, well, I'll just save it and see if anything comes to fruition, you know? Yeah. Um, and then when I was in LA last month or in May, um, Kelly published, like she released the pattern and I just got excited because it literally looked so much like that. So I kind of, sometimes kind of waiting, I have a hard time like hacking because I don't muslin. <laughs> I think I've muslined like three times. And like with everything that I've made, I've only ever done it three times. Um, Very guilty. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I just don't like doing it. And I would much rather just find a pattern that's similar and make like subtle tweaks to it um, mm-hmm. than try to come up with something on my own because I'm still not very familiar with drafting. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how I approach it. I just make the things that I know for sure I have patterns for and save whatever for the future. Yeah. I love the Shelby dress. I was really excited when that po- that pattern went live. Yeah, style I've seen everywhere I'm ready to wear but I really haven't seen too much in the sewing world so yeah. that's I haven't purchased the pattern yet but it's one of those ones where I was like oh you know what that might be one that I sew because it's, yeah. it's just beautiful and I can picture it with like gorgeous covered buttons down the front oh yeah so, yeah you can make it like more elegant looking and less like it's kind of like casual I feel like yeah which is what I liked about it was that it's pretty, but it's casual. And I, I'm one that if it's like too pretty, then I'm scared to wear it. <laughs> and so for it to be casual made it a lot easier for me to like, uh, like justify making it. Cause I yeah, knew I'd and get more out of it. And that, that like casual line between like pretty or sorry, what I meant to say was that fine line between like pretty dresses and casual dresses is so important because I feel like if I go too far on the pretty side I just I mm-hmm. never wear it because I feel like a little overdressed in the dress um yeah and like that's no fun you want to make the things that you sew or you want to you want to wear the things that you sew um yes. so a dress like that that can go kind of both directions is really handy exactly and I actually I pinned something super similar to that not too long ago so maybe that'll have to be my so ready to wear first the first project like that right I've never done covered buttons so that would be one thing to kind of show people what it looks like yeah no absolutely um when it comes to fabric for your so ready to wear project like do you try and match the fabrics exactly do you try and get kind of like the same idea what's your approach there um it kind of just depends like with the dress that I just made it was really similar it was red like the like the Etsy floral pattern um so that was really nice that I was able to find something similar um but like with my very first Perkins shirt I made a completely different color um so I still kind of like I usually try to get close to it but it's not really like the deal breaker if it's not exactly the same yeah. fabric, you know so more of like the idea of it right yeah 
I try to just yeah. make it my own too. Like I don't want to copy them exactly. Um, mm-hmm. But if I can get close, then that's cool. If not, then that's fine too because it's it's my own. So yeah, at the end of the day, what matters most is that you like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, as sewists, we're kind of in this interesting place where you know we're getting inspiration from Pinterest. We're going to the mall and getting inspiration, and then we are also getting inspiration just by seeing other makers and what other pattern companies are developing. And I was kind of curious how you balance all these different sources of inspiration to kind of creating a sense of style that is your own. So the way that I keep all of my stuff organized, um, I think I just, so I, I have all my patterns on my computer and I usually print them off immediately um, and so I have them all organized I kind of just keep like a mental note and I to be honest, I have my Pinterest like it's like in the back of my hand I just like know <laughs> what um, and so it's really just being familiar with sewing patterns um, at least the ones that I um, that I know about and just mm-hmm. being really familiar with them um, and then of like my Pinterest and um and just my fabric and everything I try to keep it really organized is <laughs> I don't hey, know I how that. I do it's it but bad. yeah <laughs> so uh, when it comes when it comes to like having all these different sources of inspiration like you know we're seeing things on Pinterest and Instagram and in the mall like are you categorizing things in your Pinterest boards kind of based on that? Um, like, I do actually. Oh, um, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I have like a dress inspiration board. Um, nice. And then I have just like a regular wardrobe inspiration board um, just that has like t-shirts or pants or just things that I would wear like on a daily basis. But I decided to kind of split up the it up like the t-shirts and pants from skirts mm-hmm. because I went through like a transition where I was making like a lot of dresses mm-hmm. like a couple years ago and then this year I kind of have been, well this year and last year I've been making more casual things and so it kind of was helpful to split them up um so then I could just keep track of them better yeah and it's just kind of how my brain works I guess no, but that's that's super helpful too. Do you ever like curate the boards every so often and like try and pare them down? Or yes, okay. um, actually, I did that like kind of when I started getting to know like what my personal style was. Mm-hmm. I went through and I had pinned a lot. This was kind of when I split the two boards in half. Like when I decided to put the dresses in one, like more uh, like pretty things in one, and then wearable stuff in the other folder Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I was going through I was like this is really pretty like there would be a picture of a girl wearing this really pretty skirt with a button-up shirt you know and I'd be like this is really pretty and I appreciate how pretty this is but I this is not realistic for me (laughs) you know and so I think you go through like with most Pinterest boards you just are like oh I like this I pin it oh I like this I pin it and at the beginning you're like really pin happy oh Um, of course but you kind of have to go back and be like, wait, why did I pin this again? You know? Yeah. I, <laughs> like, this is not realistic for me at all. Or I don't remember why I liked this in the first place. I'm going to get rid of this. You know? So it's just kind of 
like uh, organizing it in a way that isn't cluttered and you mm. can keep track of like the things that you like. Like if you'll go through, if you go through mine, you can kind of notice a theme of like button up shirts or casual t-shirts or a casual woven shirts, you know, like it's, you kind of start for figuring out what your style is and what you will actually wear and then just learn to appreciate the other beauty that other people wear or <laughs> other things ready to wear style that are really pretty but you just are not really gonna wear that you know yeah that's that's a lesson that I think I really need to take from this interview because for me you know I I have two different sewing Pinterest boards one just for like general casual stuff and then I have one well actually sorry I should say I have three I have one for general casual wear I have another that I talk about like sewing business casual and office clothing and then I have another one that I have for like fancy dresses um which doesn't get a whole lot of use because I don't do that too often but every so often you know um but in the business casual board especially like for office clothes it's funny to see how that board has kind of evolved over the not so long ago because I'm I'm currently interviewing for a new job and it goes from like really strict like office suits to like really casual like really business casual outfits and I'm like you know what like this is not cohesive um and all of them kind of reflect a different season of my life but I think I could definitely deal with some like advanced sorting in that board or like maybe separate boards to kind of keep those ideas contained or you know maybe letting go of those styles that aren't super reflective of the type of workplace environment I'm in right now Um, because it's really not helpful for me to see power suits if I'm going to work in a place that is jeans and t-shirts every day. So you had mentioned a little bit earlier that like for you, the process of really curating your Pinterest boards and, you know, paring things down in terms of your inspiration has helped you, helped you develop a more defined sense of personal style. Can you tell me a little bit about what that is to you? Um, For me, I just have slowly realize that I have kind of a more casual um, style and Mm -hmm. so it's just easier for me to get away from things that are more like elegant and I made a lot of dresses I loved making dresses because being tall it just was such a relief to make dresses that were long enough and that the bust starts were in the right spot and fit so well and stuff you know and so yes I was really just feeling good and like making dresses made me feel awesome, but I really would only wear them like on Sunday to church. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like I'd wear them sometimes if they were casual enough. Yeah. So I do have a few dresses in my wardrobe that I, a few that I've made recently actually, because I like, I made the hinterland dresses by uh, celebrated. Those Those are are beautiful casual yeah and I realized I was like oh well if I go more this route like they're more casual and they're a little more uh realistic for like my mom lifestyle you know (laughs) um and and not even really as a mom like even before I was really casual too and Mm -hmm. so for me to dress up and like wear something elegant or wear something not very realistic people just look at me and be like why are you wearing that Tori you know like they (laughs) know my personality is just like really casual and so Mm -hmm. if I can just kind of zero in on like my personality and um things I know I will wear and feel good in um then that really helps um and yeah I 
I forgot how much we had talked previously until you mentioned that about sewing tall. Um, yes. How tall are you? I'm 5'11". That, that is tall. I'm, I'm like a tall 5'6", but I'm all legs, so I totally... Oh! Am, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really that tall. Um, but it's, I always have like short pants. But proportionally. Buy... Pardon? But proportionally. Like... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, if I stand like back to back with my friends that are six feet tall, like our butts are level. So I don't, I don't know where these legs come from. Um, but uh, sorry, what I meant to say is that I totally understand your perspective of like just wanting skirts that fit and like yes. aren't too short because um, mm-hmm. that that is so uncomfortable and you're always like yeah. pulling down the hems. Um, and one thing that we also talked about, this is a little bit at sidebar. Um, but we had talked in the past about sewing tops. We talked about this. I think it was like a year ago. We were saying that, you know, I personally have no interest in sewing jeans. Um, yes. Do you still feel that way? Um, yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just have such good luck with jeans. I really like when it comes to jeans, I'm really in the like I'm straight down basically. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm trying to find jeans, like things fit me just fine, you know, I don't yeah. have to grade between sizes very much. And if I buy like size tall um, from like Everlane or from American Eagle, like they're, t- they're long enough on me and I'm totally happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, is my chain like is still really beginner. And so after making my gingers, I actually had to go in and get it serviced because it was like, what the heck did you do to me? You know? <laughs> I did not sign up for this. Yes, exactly. And so um, I made my Chi-Town chinos after that, my shorts. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot thinner and I had better thread and I did a lot of things better. But I Mm -hmm. still just didn't really enjoy the process as much, you know. And so I think you just have to decide like what things you actually enjoy making and Mm -hmm. what other things are chores. And you can easily just buy um, if you want to buy just from any old store or if you want to buy it ethically to still support um support that industry or mm-hmm. whatever it is like yeah you don't have to make all the things that you don't want to well Tori I have had so much fun chatting with you today and I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today to chat despite all the technical difficulties we've had you've been a real trooper and it was so fun to finally get a chance to chat with you in real life yes I feel so honored to be on this podcast and I'm so glad that you're doing it again because there are too many people to interview to have only one (laughs) podcast so I'm really glad that you are doing it again well thank you I'm I'm so happy to be here um, for people that are really stoked to learn more about you and want to go see all about So Ready to Wear and the cool things that you make, can you let people know where they can find you? Yes, um, I am at the Doing Things blog on Instagram. Um, and also my website is thedoingthingsblog.com. Um, and if they want to see more of the Ready to Wear style, it's just S-E-W-R-T-W-S-T-Y-L-E. And that's the hashtag on Instagram. So perfect. Well, I'm going to go check that out right now. And again, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Yes. Thank you so much, Rachel. Have a good one. See you, Tori. You too. Bye. (laughs) 
that brings us to the end of this week's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode or any one of the 49 episodes that have come before this one, can I ask a really little favor from you guys? It is very helpful for the pod and spreading the word if next time you're on iTunes downloading this week's episode, if you could please, pretty please, give me a rating or review for the show. It really helps spread the word and uh, gets other people listening to the show. Also, for everyone that shouts this show out on their Instagram stories every single week, telling me where they've been listening, what they're doing, what they thought about the episode, that they're excited to hear from a certain guest. Guys, I appreciate that so much. Um, It really means the world to me that you share this show with your friends and that you recommend it. And uh, I appreciate it. Please keep on doing it. It means a lot. All right, guys. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week and uh, bring you the next guest that we have lined up because it's going to be a really awesome show. Until then, I hope that you have a wonderful week and I will see you next time.